Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Could a super hub plan for the high-speed London to Birmingham rail link once the Cameron Osborne government's flagship transport project be headed for the buffers? Because a four-and-a-half-mile stretch crucial for getting passengers into central London from HS2's planned Old Oak Common interchange near Wormwood Scrubs is on ice as Houston project costs rocket from £2.6 billion to £4.8 billion. We're not building railways now for the next two years, the next five years, or even the next ten years, not least because they're taking a long time to build. We're building it for a hundred years. That's former Transport Secretary Grant Shapps back in 2021. But now the Department for Transport's delaying the Euston project until the 2040s. That's a decade later than planned as construction costs spiral and designers struggle to make the new HS2 station fit with the existing terminus. Nearby Camden residents have already suffered years of anxiety from the disruption. Now they're in limbo, living near a vast crater of a building site, with many fearing for their property values, structural integrity from tunnelling and their mental health. Freelance journalist Ella Jessel has been investigating the project for the Standards Homes and Property and joins us now. Ella, could you describe the scene near Euston? Obviously, HS2 is a a mega project. It's often described as one of the biggest infrastructure projects in Europe. And it comes right into Euston, which is a very dense network of streets in the middle of central London. So this construction site, this hole essentially, is right by Euston Station. It's to the west of the existing West Coast Main Line and it's about 60 acres, so it's huge. It's bigger than the whole of the current station. It took a huge amount of demolition to make it. All sorts of things um, went into the hole, you know, a, a, an Ibis hotel, a hospital, parts of a council state, a local pub and much more. Yeah, so it's a big, big, big site. And what's happening with the works? As I understand it, a lot of the workers have been sort of sent home because that section of the project is now officially sort been put on hold there might be still some construction workers there doing some you know some some work but it overall the project has sort of ground to a halt at Euston. What have residents been telling you about how their lives have been impacted what's the mood? I think it's a sense of extreme exasperation and frustration um, because this community has been put up with HST for over a decade now um, and I think it's they've been living on a building site essentially those living very close to the to the to the construction site itself um, and there's lots of ways that the community has been impacted. I mean, there's the obvious disruption from the construction site, so drilling and noise and dust. 
Um, there's also been road closures, which has sort of um, choked off some local businesses. So Drummond Street, known for its sort of curry houses, they've had real issues with footfall. Um, and there's just a broader sense, I think, among residents that this has just been hanging over the community for a very long time. And this latest you know, uncertainty, this latest delay, which means that the trains might not come into Euston until 2040, if at all, because there's some, you know, there's some confusion as to whether or not it will ever materialise. And that's just sort of been the last straw, really. I think there's been a lot of sacrifices made for the project. So, yeah, there's frustration, definitely. What was the original plan before it all soured? The trains were supposed to come in from Old Oak Common all the way into Euston Station. And then you'd have like an integrated station with the main line. And there was supposed to be a huge regeneration project around the station, you know, all sorts of homes and other economic benefits to the area. And that's also there's a big question mark over that now as well. Now the government is saying that the trains are going to stop at Old Oak Common and might not come into Euston until the 2040s, or they are still saying that it will come into Euston. What sort of deal have residents been getting? I think the residents with the worst deal were those in the Regent's Park Estate, which was right next to the site, and actually a few blocks had to be requisitioned for the project, so were demolished to make room for it. Um, and then the rest of the blocks on that estate that weren't demolished still had to live with the, with this construction impact. But I spoke to Jane Gull, who was a leaseholder on the Regent's Park Estate and who uh, moved out and HS2 bought her property. But, you know, she had to relocate out of London to Essex, so that's major in terms of being displaced from your home. And I think a lot of people on that estate were older residents who've been lived there for a very long time and having to sort of up sticks and move to elsewhere in the borough and be scattered away from their communities, I think, was was really, really disruptive. And what's about the impact on the local property market? Yeah, so I spoke to an agent in uh, Primrose Hill, which is quite interesting. So it's such a high value area. It's really one of the most desirable places to live in London. Um, and some parts of it have, have not really been affected, but some parts really have. Um, so one agent said that, you know... Um, there's the road like Gloucester Avenue, but if you go down south um, towards, it's basically the areas around where HS2 comes out of the tunnel. Uh, that's those streets have been really badly impacted, and some of the most the most nice the nicest streets in London, like the John Nash designed terraces and on Park uh, Park um, uh, Park Village East and all around there, uh, those properties have been really badly hit. And he said that they'd done, you know, that they'd gone to. Um, uh, sorry, people have been trying to sell their homes and had sort of viewing after viewing and and not managed to sell them, and had to knock huge amounts off the off the um, off the prices. But that hasn't actually helped in a lot of places because because it's such a high value area. If you imagine you're you're a buyer and you want to buy a um, you know <laughs> a four million pound house in Camden, you're not going to go. You're just not going to choose one where, where which is right next to HS2. You you just wouldn't do that. So I think um, yeah, people have been got a bit stuck. In, um, in their properties and been struggled to sell them. HS2 says its need to sell scheme is still open for impacted homeowners and £45 million is available for community projects and local business. Now let's go to the ads. Coming up, what it's like living daily with the stresses of HS2. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Now we're joined by Annabelle Leventon, an actress who's lived in Primrose Hill about a mile from Euston since 1984. It's 19th century, basically beautiful, leafy, terraced houses and a, a gorgeous place to live. Although it is still that... The impact of HS2 on us so far, and I know we're not as impacted as Houston are, so um, I cannot compare our plight to the poor people there, but we have lost hundreds and hundreds of trees. There is an ongoing vent shaft being built on Adelaide Road and a huge disruption and noise to the people who live there. The hideous headhouse, um, I don't know what that means, but it's vast, to be built um which will completely change the, the look of the neighbourhood. Bus rerouting constantly, traffic disruption for works on roads constant. Small businesses devastated by the complete closure, for instance, of My Road Gloucester Avenue over Christmas for HS2 to reinforce a railway bridge, which was a, sort of half a mile of a complete closure of a road, so no parking no ability to get to garages, a complete nightmare. And so what's the latest with the works where you are? We're about to close Gloucester Avenue again at the at one end to reinforce a sewer because despite the fact they said they were, I understood, I'm apparently wrong, but they, they said they were going to postpone tunnelling indefinitely because they don't have a plan at Euston. However, all the prep for the tunnels, like the reinforcement of the sewer, means for seven or eight Eight months or maybe longer, disruption of traffic, new traffic lights. We won't be able to get into our garden. It'll be too noisy if we do. You know, it's just ongoing all the time. What's been the impact on property prices? When we were petitioning, I petitioned on behalf of my block of flats to um, the select committees of the House, you know, the, um, the Commons and the Lords. And already house prices and on my particular block had been severely impacted because estate agents know that they're tunnelling right underneath us and it's knocked a couple of hundred grand off the price of a two-bedroom flat. And while, of course, in the last however many years it is, six, seven years since we petitioned, house prices have gone up until this year, certainly, probably, uh, are continuing to go up. Ours have not. And that's, you know, the the fear that when they tunnel underneath us, there will there will be subsidence our flats may collapse. We don't know, and nor does HS2, because those sinkholes you will have seen that are now appearing at Wendover and Wales, four metre wide, four metres deep, if that happens underneath our block of flats, what is going to happen? So naturally, people are, are not taking too much of a risk when they want to buy into Primrose Hill. How would you describe community morale? 
I've asked around a little bit about what other people feel. And there's a feeling of hopelessness and despair that there's nothing we can do will make them listen. Nothing we could do when we were speaking to the select committees. They were sympathetic, but nothing was guaranteed. Nothing was attempted. And none of the assurances of HS2 mean anything. So we know we're in a blight and it's not helpful knowing another road closure is coming up and there's more disruption to the buses. We won't be able to use the buses for the next eight months because we won't be able to get to the new bus stops because of the rerouting. It's just so depressing, Mark. Is the need to sell scheme an attractive option for you? No, no, it's not. No, I know one person in my block of flats is 104 flats. One person who used the need to sell scheme in just a little bit further, five minutes up the road, Park Village East. There are two people who took advantage of the need to sell. One, Boris Johnson's father. So he did nicely. But some of us don't want to leave Primrose Hill. But unfortunately, even if we decided to move and stay in Primrose Hill, there's no way we could afford it because our flats are worth so much less than anywhere else in Primrose Hill. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Thursday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.